0: you're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Seattle we've got a homeless problem. What are they going to do? They're going to take a couple of underperforming hotels, turn them into homeless shelters. That seems like a genius move, right? Let's just continue to subsidize this whole homeless issue and bring more crime to an area, let's not really work on the issues of drug addiction. Let's just give them housing so they can kind of do their own thing, still have some housing. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that here right right, quick. Um, but if you're new, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I talk about the news that you want to hear. A lot of it's Seattle related. It's got to do with small business and got to do with real estate what we're doing. Thanks for being here. Let's jump on in. Seattle to set up homeless shelters in downtown Belltown hotels. Got a lot of viewers that have interests, whether they're property owners, they're developers, they work in downtown, and a lot of people are sending me these stories. And um, this is one and I think in the general consensus is, hey, these people that are homeless, unless they are looking to get help, And if they are being arrested over and over and over, like a lot of them are for all kinds of stuff, um, and and they're not really willing to get help, don't subsidize them by giving them housing going down this route because it's going to be terrible for the citizens in these areas and also for the businesses in these areas and this is a pro business podcast all right so you got to deal with the crime going on and you got to deal with people living on the sidewalks and i know this is kind of a solution for all the people on the sidewalks but guess what most of those people are crazy they have mental issues and they're addicted to drugs and or addicted to drugs and unless you take care of one or Both of those two issues, no matter how many units of housing you get, it's not an affordable housing issue. It's not an affordable housing issue. It's a humanity issue, getting these folks the help that they need. And just giving them a hotel without some pretty heavy duty services, not going to do it. Before we get into that, I'm going to give you a kind of the, I'm going to give you a bonus Bonus um, article up front. So I took a walk through downtown Seattle. Um, It was whenever the – Uh, The NFL finals were going on before the Super Bowl. That game, I don't really care about the NFL at all because the Seahawks sucked when I was a kid. And when they became popular here as an adult, I was kind of over it. And it's like, yeah, Seahawks, whatever. We lost the Sonics. That really sucks. I'm bitter towards pro sports. That's just how I am. Plus, the whole NBA thing, uh, you know, they basically just tube themselves during the whole you know, Black Lives Matter thing, and that didn't go well, and women's soccer did the same thing, and now they're standing up during the national anthem. It's a miracle. So police arrest three in Pioneer Square, seize narcotics, gun, and cash. Cash money, hard cash money. Reason I'm reading this story, because it is yet another criming event in downtown Seattle. But during my walk during that football game, I was telling you about so while you guys are drinking beer, eating nachos and watching a game, I'm out taking a really big power walk through downtown Seattle. So I can share with you my experiences. Plus, I didn't really care about the game. Let's be honest. So during my walk, I remember, I remember I'm looking at the picture right now on this article, I remember coming to this intersection and went, Whoa, What is going on? This, this is not good. And at the, the very tent structure, there was a, there was tarps over the top of a canopy that you would get from like uh, a sporting goods store. There were all kinds of tarps and it was just this big structure. I'm guessing 30 feet long and took up the entire sidewalk and it had some just bumping music coming out of it. And, When you've got music coming out of a tent structure on the sidewalk of Seattle at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you kind of know something is up. So I hurried past that. And I did take some video. Um, I I haven't looked at that video. I want to look back since I I just kind of came across this story today. But it was one of those things where you walk past and go, that's not good. I got to keep going. And this was at the very beginning of my walk. And I was a little freaked out, to be honest. It was like, it was dead quiet. There was no traffic. There was nobody around this intersection. This is the intersection of Second Avenue South and Maine. And... um. You know, let's read the article and let's, let's just see what was in the tent structure. Just out of curiosity, police arrested three men and seized narcotics, cash and a firearm Tuesday afternoon after serving warrants on a vehicle and several tents in the Pioneer Square neighborhood. So everybody knew what was going on. Clearly I didn't, but I had enough of a sense to know that's not a place that I want to be. Don't really know what's going on there, but it seemed a much more permanent structure, then should be allowed on the sidewalks of downtown Seattle. As part of a drug dealing investigation, officers served warrants on three tents near the intersection of South Main Street and 2nd Avenue Extension South. Police arrested three suspects and seized a variety of narcotics and weapons from the tents and car. In addition to the loaded revolver, officers seized more than $1,200 and approximately 132 dollars grams of methamphetamine and six point so meth and 6.8 grams of crack cocaine 3.7 grams of heroin and several oxycodone pills so a smorgasbord of drugs got a little gun action got some ammunition for the gun because if the bad man comes after you meaning another drug dealer you need to be able to shoot him police also seized a switchblade knife and a pellet gun both of which are illegal to possess in public pay places per Seattle Municipal Code. What do you think they're doing with the pellet gun? I mean, you've got what, like a three fifty seven revolver, I'm guessing is what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Some, something along those lines. A um, lot of drugs, a lot of cash. Um, oh, and it looks like you've got like a little nine, maybe a little twenty-two or no, that's a pellet gun. Sorry. Pellet gun is a little tiny gun. So a 53-year-old man, a 34-year-old man, and a 32-year-old man were arrested for the possession, sale, and delivery of illegal narcotics. The 53-year-old was arrested additionally arrested for illegal possession of a firearm. All three suspects were booked into the King County Jail. What will happen to them? Probably not a lot. Just did a podcast on a dude who tried to rob eight grand from a safe out of a produce vendor in in um, Pike Place Market and the employee at the the produce market, you know where they sell vegetables and stuff? Good, wholesome vegetables. Who doesn't want to buy vegetables, you know, basically in a uh, farmer's market kind of deal, but Pike Place um, market, just that epic Seattle scene. So the employee chased after the thief, caught him. The guy had been arrested 76 times. That's the kind of criming we've got going on here in Seattle. So these three guys, the 53 year old, 34 year old, and 32 year old, what will happen to them? Probably not much. That would be my guess. Sorry for the inconvenience to your criming lifestyle. We're going to let you go. You go do your own thing back to the Seattle to set up homeless shelters in downtown and Belltown hotels. So that's the stuff that's going on on the daily. And basically everybody is ignoring it in downtown Seattle. People who have a stake in downtown Seattle, they're wildly aware that this stuff is going on. Everybody else, la la la, things are good. Oh, once COVID's over, once we have our shots, everything will go back to normal. It will be okay. No, not really especially if the city continues stuff like this, where they just basically take over a couple of big hotels and turn them into homeless flop houses. City of Seattle announced Tuesday it will begin using a pair of hotels as 24 seven enhanced shelter spaces for homeless individuals. Okay, I am all okay with people who need legit interim housing, So that they can catch their breath, maybe they've been evicted, lost their job, bunch of circumstances, normal people down on their luck, I am okay with them getting shelter, and this kind of stuff where I'm not okay, is that basically, so many of the homeless take advantage of this opportunity to just basically further their existing lifestyle of drug addiction. That's what we're doing in Seattle. That's kind of the way I see it. And so unless these folks are really looking for help, I'm a no go, because this just enables a lifestyle that I don't think it certainly doesn't help the residents of downtown Seattle that live nearby. It doesn't help the businesses trying to get through all this stuff. And the city is basically picking winners and losers based on where they're going to put this stuff. I don't know, got a lot of other issues going into it other than just creating space over somebody's head with a roof. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some other bigger pictures going on, bigger, bigger storylines going on here that aren't being addressed with and just getting people housing isn't going to take care of it. When we had the, um, we had, what was it, the travel lodge in Fife? I believe got taken over by a homeless advocacy group, otherwise known as Antifa. And at the end, the end when uh, police went through, cleared everything out of the 40 people, who had been posted up in this hotel that Antifa bought one night for and then refused to pay and said the city will pay or let's use that FEMA money, just some ridiculous logic that has no bearing on reality. Most of that's what Antifa does is just they they babble nonsense that makes no sense whatsoever. But in their mind, in their twisted mind, for some reason, this is logical. Let's use some FEMA money. Guys, it doesn't work like that. So when the 40 homeless people were on their way out of the travel lodge, you know how many of them took up the offer of having sheltered housing, like three or four, huh? You'd rather be on the sidewalk in your tent doing your own thing, living in Cal Anderson Park than in a real shelter trying to get help, right? That's what we're doing. So we're just enabling these people by giving them shelter like this and not really addressing some of the real core issues, which to me is, it's addiction. I mean, straight up. So the city of Seattle announces Tuesday it'll begin using a pair of hotels as 24 seven enhanced shelter spaces that will encompass 66 non-congregate rooms at Belltown's King's Inn, meaning individual rooms, right? And 155 non-congregate rooms at the Executive Hotel Pacific in downtown Seattle. Both sites will include some combination of wraparound services, case management, housing navigation services, and more. So yeah, how'd you like to live in a, you know, condo around there or have a business around there? That'd be a hard pass because guess what? This is just going to become a flop house for homelessness, right? The King's Inn Shelter will be operated by Chief Seattle Club, while the Executive Hotel Pacific Shelter Space will be managed by the Low Income Housing Institute, pending the finalization of a contract between the Low Income Housing Institute and the city. Now, the Low Income Housing Institute, if I'm remembering correctly, they just bought a brand new apartment project coming out of that just recently got finished up, and they paid... $17 Seventeen million dollars for I think seventy-seven rooms. I'm probably off on those numbers there, but they were all they were nice luxury um, studios, but they were under three hundred square feet. So in today's market, they're kind of a no-go to sell. They got an option. Uh, the developer had an option to sell it. Hopefully, he made some money and sold them. Sold them to the low-income housing institute. They're going to do the same thing. They're going to make them into homeless units. They went from luxury housing to sheltering the homeless. Uh, And again, I am okay with that for people who are really looking to get out of their homeless situation. But so many in Seattle, they like the lifestyle. They're there because it enables them to kind of keep doing what they're doing. And uh, nobody seems to hold them accountable. There's no accountability whatsoever. Both hotels will be leased out by the city for a year, which will include a one-month setup and ramp-down process. This comes during a larger effort to focus on providing stable shelter spaces and unoccupied rooms of King County hotels. In 2021, the county plans to buy a series of hotels to permanently house up to 45% of its homeless population. All right, so you get shelter for all these people. These people don't want to go there because... You know, maybe they're going to be requested to do some drug testing. Maybe they're going to be requested to get into a program. Maybe they're going to have to go on some medication and get some actual psychiatric help. They're going to have to go down those roads. That's a no-go. These people want to do their own thing and they want the city to subsidize it. And that's what we're doing. I watched, um, you know, uh, it was like a four or five part document, quasi documentary on Netflix, and I've talked about it a couple of times. It's the on the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles on the edge of Skid Row, and it t- touched a lot on the issues of homelessness and, from a manager's standpoint, what it was like to manage the Cecil Hotel, where all this crazy stuff is going on, and kind of gave a perspective of people are like, well, you need to help out that person, if they're exhibiting, uh, you know, some some aberrant behavior. If you go to if once these hotels are up and running, and you go to these hotels, it's going to be filled with aberrant behavior, and aberrant behavior becomes the norm. So there's really no helping people. It's kind of like, This is just this, that's normal. That person talking to that person that's not there, you know, waving their hands at stuff, crazy stuff, yelling, screaming, that's all normal. That is mental illness. That's what happens. Throw in some drug addiction. Yeah, it's a dangerous combination. And we've got that living on the streets all over in Seattle and in New York and in California, Venice Beach, it's out there. We no longer really help our fellow human being. We kind of talk about it. Just let it go. That's yeah, okay. You guys can continue doing your thing outside. That's also an approach that's yielded. That They're talking about this being a, an approach that's yielded positive results in preliminary studies. Okay, the positive results being what? According to one study from the University of Washington, homeless individuals living in King County hotels over the last year saw across the board improvements to their lives. All right. I'm willing to listen. Participants were shaving and showering regularly, getting three meals a day, and were more frequently attending medical appointments. Well, okay are what's the long term recovery rate here? That's what I'd kind of want to know. Because short term, oh, they they can shave and shower regularly. That's great. That's a good start. But it's the the very tiny tip of the iceberg, right? The downstream effect is that without having to worry about day to day survival, their attention could turn instead towards improving their respective situations long term. For people who that are doing that, hats off to them. They want to get help. Most of these folks that we have living in the streets in Seattle do not want help. They have proven that time and time and time again. Hey, do you want help with services? Nah, I'm okay. Do you want to, You want us to take you to the shelter? Nah, not so much. They want to stay out in the streets, do their own thing, whatever that may be. The strategy has also faced its share fair share of pushback, pushback though including when homeless residents of a Renton hotel were evicted following a series of complaints from neighbors. Why would they possibly complain? So they've brought the crime from the streets into a hotel and neighbors are complaining. Shocking. That's just, oh, there's no way. How could that possibly be? How? Mind blowing, isn't it? Okay, but this all kind of, this all kind of we're, we're, we're kind of dealing with this issue as if you put a shelter over people's heads, everything goes away. And that's my whole thing. And I'm a real estate guy. And it's like, okay, that's just housing. That's a physical structure. That doesn't really do anything for people's lives. Obviously, if, if you are just fresh out on the streets, and you are looking to get your life back together, this kind of thing is going to help. But how many of the people that we have living on the streets, how many of those people are going to take advantage of this and use it in that way? How many of them are going to be like, ah, now I can shave and take a shower and I can go interview for a job and go get a job. The odds of that happening are slim and I'm going to say pretty much none, none, but this seems to be the issue is affordable housing. We don't have any affordable housing in Seattle, like a lot of other West Coast, West Coast places, just cities. I am talking on the daily with my appraisers and other appraisers, outside appraisers, and we are looking at the appreciation going in in the Seattle market. It is mind blowing. It is, it is not sustainable. And there will be a correction at some point in time. But that correction can't happen until you've got a bunch of inventory on the market. I had a manager of a major mortgage company hit me up this morning and he was like, hey, what's the, the, how much supply is on the market? There's like a couple weeks of supply of housing in the greater Seattle area on the market. That is sold out. So when you've got million dollars sold homes, all sold out, and million dollars is basically an entry-level home now in Seattle in a lot of markets. It, it's entry-level. 750 yeah, that's just an average home. Quarter, you know, three quarters of a million dollars. Million bucks, eh, okay house, but not great. You know, two million bucks, eh, better, but not stellar. Four million bucks, yeah, good new construction home in a good neighborhood. Six million bucks, now you're talking. That's, that's how ridiculously expensive Seattle is. It's wild. And this stuff isn't going to turn around for a while because you got no supply and you still got people coming in. Now, there's articles I'm going to be reading about, um, uh, it's not that people are leaving, it's just that they're not moving into Seattle anymore. Well, they're not moving into Seattle proper, but they're moving into my burb, that's for sure. Had a, uh, somebody sent me a uh, text or something, I can't remember, they reached out to me somehow, and they had, what was it? And I was confirming, they had 53 offers on a transaction And I sent back 53, really? Like, yeah, 53. Oh, was it down in Texas? Maybe it was down in Texas where that was. I can't remember. This is happening in all over the United States, right? But here in Seattle, we've had low inventory for a long time. So as far as the whole housing situation goes, you're not getting any more affordable housing unless it's subsidized by the city. And then you're just giving people stuff. And the more you give people stuff, the less incentive they have to do it on their own. That's a no-go in my book. I'm a real estate guy. I'm a small pro-business guy. And you got to go out there and make it happen. So a lot of the folks that are on the streets in Seattle, they've got addiction issues. They've got mental health care issues. Yeah, they need help. They need more than just a roof over their head, though. They need, you know They need some serious treatment. And most of them don't want to get it. So we're just basically subsidizing a lifestyle here. By doing this. And it sucks for those who have condos, businesses, whatever, big companies in the area, because now they're just going to have a bunch more Looney Tune people running around committing crimes. That's kind of what I think. But then again, I'm a reasonable person. And uh, nobody really wants to hear a reasonable person's thoughts, except you guys. So thanks for being here. All right, I hope this one makes sense. I think it does. I think it's pretty clear cut. What are we doing about it? Hmm. Apparently, we're turning hotels into flop houses for the homeless, and uh, somehow that's going to work out, and uh, I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm going to keep covering it here for you right on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Okay. Thanks so much for joining in again. I will catch you guys on the next one. Stay safe. I'll see you then. Bye for now.